This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We are in for a possible white Christmas, apparently. The National Weather Service in Binghamton has issued winter storm warnings in effect until 7 p.m. tomorrow for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties, with a potential for 6 to 13 inches of snow, and a warning for Delaware, Cortland, and Chenango counties from 10 this morning to 1 a.m. Saturday, with snow accumulations of 9 to 15 inches possible. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is prohibiting certain vehicles, including tractors without trailers, lightly loaded or empty trailers, RVs, buses, and motorcycles from the northern tier interstates starting at noon. Winter parking rules are in effect in the region and police are ticketing offenders. If possible, motorists should just park off the street altogether to allow plows and emergency vehicles to get through. For the second time this week, some schools in the region had their students confined to inside the school buildings while police were investigating possible threats. Yesterday, some schools in Cortland, Shenango, and Broome counties, including Whitney Point in Shenango Forks were put into lockout at around midday. Cortland County Sheriff's officials got a call yesterday saying a person who had just left a store in Cincinnati had made a comment about a possible school shooting. Emergency dispatch operators contacted school officials in Cortland and surrounding counties to notify them of the situation, which resulted in the preliminary lockouts. The person who allegedly made the comment was found and interviewed by Cortland Sheriff's officials, and it was determined the reported statements were inaccurate and there was not an actual threat to the schools. A Conklin man has plans to convert the upper seven floors of a downtown Binghamton office building into re- residential complex. The potential project proposed by James Slocum to the City Planning Commission on November 15th calls for reinventing the property at 59 Court Street, which for decades was home to Sisson's department store. In making an initial presentation seeking a special use permit for a three-phase development, Slocum said the final project would have 66 one two- and three-bedroom apartments. Another meeting on the project this week was tabled with the next planning commission meeting scheduled for January. After Sissons closed in January of 1964, the lower level of the building was used by various businesses, including banks, with various offices and businesses occupying the space in the upper floors. For the past couple decades, space on the first and basement floors have been home to local radio stations, including us here at WMBF. Drivers will not encounter backups and lane closures for a few months along the route of the future Greenway Trail between Binghamton and Vestal. The State Department of Transportation says construction work on the $25 million project has been completed for the season with work along Route 434 scheduled to resume in the spring. The Greenway, which began construction in November 2020, will provide a pedestrian and bicycle link between Murray Hill Road on the east side of the Binghamton University campus and Pennsylvania Avenue on Binghamton's south side. The DOT says most of the job should be completed next May. More electric vehicle charging stations are in the works for the southern tier and other parts of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul this week announced a dozen new fast chargers have been deployed among primary travel corridors from the southern tier to western New York to better ensure access to more drivers that are operating electric vehicles. Chargers were earlier installed at the new Marabado on the south side of Binghamton, and plans are in the work for ports in Castle Creek and Broome County. The town of Hancock in Delaware County, according to the governor, will host the largest open-access fast charging hub in the southern 
southern tier with eight charging ports when it is complete later on this month. Additional sites are expected to be constructed in the spring through the primary rural areas located close to Interstate 86, State Route 17. Well, for the duration of today and into tomorrow, we remind you to go to our website, WMBF.com, for all the latest on school closings and delays as those come in and are updated, as well as the current and developing weather conditions. Right now, winter storm warning remains in effect through at least 7 p.m. tomorrow for the Twin Tiers. Some areas that warning is in effect until 1 a.m. on Saturday. The forecast for today, a 100% chance of rain, snow, and sleet. New snow accumulations today of about an inch for the Binghamton area. Tonight, a 100% chance of snow. Low in the mid-30s, new snow accumulations of about 2 inches. The winds tonight could be picking up to gusting as high as 24 miles an hour. Friday, a 100% chance of snow and new accumulations of about a half inch. And a high in the mid to upper 30s. The winds becoming low light and variable for Friday. So our news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF, WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. Hey, sweetie, what's going on? Well, honey, I, uh, I have some news. Uh, okay, what? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Dr. Trevor. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that pinata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live at the National Butt-Out Finals. A.J. Langer is all fired up. And there he goes. It's out. He put his butt out in 2.6 seconds. Lori is with A.J. Lori? A.J., how did you get your butt out so quick? Well, I learned the hard way. I burnt the house down. If you smoke, put it out. All the way. Every time. Smoking is the number one cause of preventable home fire deaths. Check out usfa.dhs.gov smoking. A message from the U.S. Fire Administration and firefighters everywhere. Good morning on this Thursday, December 15th. It's 9-12. You're listening to WMBF's Binghamton Now with Bob Joseph. Only there is no Bob Joseph. Bob Joseph is MIA. Wherever in the world could Bob Joseph be? Getting ready for the big winter storm in the Binghamton area. A little precautionary press release from Broome County Sheriff David Harder advising the public. To limit your travel if possible, if you must travel, allow extra time to reach your destination and leave extra room between your vehicle and the vehicle in front of you. Have at least half a tank of gas in your vehicle, dress warm, and have a blanket. Make sure your cell phone is fully charged if you have to call for help. Be familiar with an alternate route to your destination in case roads are closed if you're traveling slowly. Be sure to have your four-way flashers on. If possible, park vehicles off roadways to allow public works staff the opportunity for the best snow removal. 
If you're in an accident, call 911, stay in your vehicle, and wait for help. Do not get out of your vehicle and walk around on the roadway to avoid being hit by oncoming traffic. And remember to take breaks while shoveling to avoid back injuries and or possible heart attacks. That's always big. Back injuries are rough. That's the worst part of shoveling. You can get yourself all warm, as warm as you want. You can wear 10 jackets, four pairs of gloves, three pairs of pants. But it's still painful. It's exercise. It's hard work. Got to have a lot of respect for the kids who walk around the neighborhood. And they're just going door to door saying, hey, you want me to shovel out your driveway for you? I'll shovel out your driveway if you give me $50. Those are young entrepreneurs right there. They make it work. It's 913. You're listening to WMBF. When I add. Bob Joseph live on Thursday, December 15th, 2022. And good morning, America. Wait. That's an ABC trademark. Good morning, USA. 607-772-1290 is the number to call. In a crowd in a city like Martin. Undercover on the edge of the road. across at me with eyes that look but cannot see. We're in the snow park. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I'm Joseph Live. It's Thursday, 10 shopping days. You get all the stuff you need. Get all the stuff you need, as they say. That's all you want to do, according to the teleprompter here. Coming up today, we have some uh, interesting updates. We'll keep you posted with all of the weather-related developments. For those who um, have not been paying attention for the last several days, there will be snow and sleet and rain and wind. And we will keep you apprised of all the developments, including traffic bulletins at once, right here on News Radio WNBF. And we begin the proceedings on this Thursday with Tom in Port Crane. Good morning. <laughs> Hello? Hi. You can hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have the <laughs> I didn't have the the button all the way um, pushed in, so I, I didn't hear your first well, Bob, the big news is our country's officially sank. The FTX Samuel Bankman Freed character, the Southern District of Court of New York, which is the most crooked court in the entire world, took this guy into, they arrested him. They would not let him testify in front of Congress yesterday. That's the end of our system, Bob. We have no more legal system. But they took him into custody in the Bahamas, and then they're going to take steps to extradite the lad. And uh, first order, and I think, I think you would agree about this, the first order of business is to take that guy to uh, a hairstylist and, and get a haircut, man. No, I wouldn't agree. I'd say he'd take his ass over to Congress 
and have him sit there where he was supposed to be yesterday, Bob. Okay, well, okay, do that. And then after he testifies for 12 grueling hours and answering all questions without taking the fifth, after that, then take him to a hairstylist and give him up to $200 worth of free hairstyling. Why do you have to make a joke out of everything, Bob? This is the most serious thing that's going on in our country. I know it's serious, but the problem is, for you and me, there's not a whole lot we can do about it. I mean, this guy, I'm afraid this guy, who may have embezzled money, potentially, with the knowledge of his mom and dad, that he may skate. I don't even know what the appropriate punishment would be if, if they secure convictions, which may not happen. But, I mean, what should they do with the guy? Bob, it's clearly a money laundering operation for the Democrat Party and for the war in Ukraine. Right. That That's possible, although I don't believe it to be the case. But, I, hey, you know me. I have an open mind. Still, the bottom line is when it comes to SBF, who is no relation to AOC, but when, when it comes to SBF, what, if anything, can be done with them? <laughs> what could be done? They're not going to do anything with them, Bob. No, I didn't say what they're going to do. Say, if you were the Supreme Court, say, if it came down to just one person on the planet, say the Supreme Court is reconfigured so it consists of only one justice, what do you think would be appropriate for SBF? That, that's kind of a, a crazy hypothetical, Bob. Well, if you don't want to participate, don't. Larry from Kirkwood, good morning. <laughs> I mean, all I do, isn't that a great question? What, what would you do? What that about? Right. You know, no, just tell I'm me talking. what you think justice looks like. I'm talking about what you just said to him. Down to one justice? What the heck? Well, that's what the Democrats would like. They would uh, like to have yeah. one justice, and they would no, like no, her no, name no. to be Janine Pirro. No, 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 no. The, the Democrats? Are you serious? No, the, Dem the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court. <laughs> That's what they want to do. Yeah, according to John Hannity. Well, anyway. So what do you think about the president's uh, announcement that is supposed to come up today? What do you think he's going to say? I think he's going to announce he's not going to seek re-election. I think this is I what, mean, I mean, although... I mean, what, I mean, Donald Trump. Donald Trump's announcement. Why would I care? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I mean, don't get me wrong. Whatever he says today, you can bet your bottom dollar that I'll be discussing tomorrow. But bottom line is, yeah. why, why would I or anybody else on the planet actually care? I mean, I'll talk about it tomorrow only of necessity because that's how, that's how we keep people listening. But as far oh, as yeah. whether in my my heart of hearts whether i care about what he says today unless he says i want to give 500 million dollars in cash to my good buddy in binghamton now that would be a different <laughs> but that's not going to happen as far as anything else he says you know if he says he's getting a, a mar married to um gail king which, by the way, I would support if, if he wants to marry Gail King from uh, the CBS Morning News. I would, uh, I would gladly officiate 
Well, I'm not allowed okay, to officiate at weddings. The rails here, buddy. I know. Well, then you tell me. I I answered honestly, at least. Why I, would you say that? Because when he's a married man. He loves his wife for heaven's sake. Yeah, <laughs> and he loved his other wives too. For goodness sake, you know. I'm just saying. I'm not. I I am not saying he should. I'm saying if it's time for him to remarry, and and looking at his colorful marital record it might be time for him to consider and i'm again i don't support this i don't encourage it but i would accept it if if he gets together with gail king and they want to have the ceremony on christmas eve on the cbs morning news i would i would watch that you're way off the rails here buddy boy well then, rein me back in. You you ask a, a question that is so broad. What do you, you expect? I ask you, what do you think about President Trump's announcement today? Whatever it's going to be. And I and answered, I don't really out. care. I don't really care. But I also was honest enough, regardless of what he says, I will certainly make broadcast fodder out of it tomorrow. I mean, with him. Well, okay, I mean, with the former okay. guy. I mean, here's the here's the truth. Just between you and me, with the former guy, whether you love him or loathe him, he's good. He's good for radio. He's good for TV, and he's good for the internet. He's like I I look at it as sort of if Betty Crocker came out with a a product at supermarkets called Broadcast Helper, that's what it would consist of. Is um, you know stuff the former guy says and does because you mix in two cups of broadcast helper and there you've got a show well now there that's kind of what i was looking for with you you finally gave it to me all right well i apologize okay. i apologize that we took a circuitous route but eventually you were able to beat it out of me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. so well before you leave yeah before you leave I think almost as important as my bogus opinion. My question to you is: What do you think? What, I mean, I, I, what, do you think, you know? Well, I would think more most likely he's going to say who his vice president would be. It'd be very fascinating if it was Ron DeSantis and other people have thought that maybe he'll announce he's going to run for speaker. But I would say only he would do that only if he knew for certain that he'd have enough votes to possibly win that election. But I don't think that's a likelihood. I think my personal opinion at this point is possibly he's announcing um, uh, vice presidential uh, running mate. So. Well, so that's, what I, that's a possibility. But yeah. here's the thing. I. I find it highly unlikely that Ron DeSantis would be his choice. I think it could be what's um, the TV anchor who used to work in Albany, and she was in the news this, uh, a few months ago. She was in the news because she was making news instead of reporting news out in Arizona. He might pick her because her, her views at the moment appear to be very similar to his publicly stated views. So wouldn't that be a dream ticket? I don't know who this gal is. Who is this gal? You know the name? Oh, well, it's definitely I not can. It's definitely not Candace. Um, who that is would it? make me happy. <laughs> what if Candace was his running mate? 
Yeah, Candace Owens. I'd love to. Oh, see I that. I was thinking of Candace Chapman from uh, Action News. Candace Chapman. Oh. Well, I'm not saying. By the way, I know, and and she's going to call me during the next break and say, Bob, I heard what you said, and she's going to give you hell. <laughs> she will. She will. I mean, we haven't talked in quite a while. I've been meaning to give her a call, but once she. You know, she's probably driving down the parkway, and she heard that, and now, you know, she did everything she could to, to avoid swerving into a pole on the parkway because, <laughs> you know, who... Say, you're driving around, just driving around, minding your own business, listening to America's most popular talk program in Dreamworld, and, uh, you know, some guy mentions you as the former guy's running mate, you know, you probably wouldn't take it well. I wouldn't. If I was driving around and Roger Neal was on saying, oh, I think Bob Joseph will be his running mate, I, I would have difficulty dealing with that. But um, yeah, yeah. anyway, okay, well, well, now, do you know what time, well, he's, what time will he make his announcement? I have no idea. All right. But I have one more thing to sure. say about Ron DeSantis. I mean, I think that would be so tremendously stupid if Ron DeSantis decided to be his running mate because he's a great governor in Florida, they need him. Uh, so I, I would, I would say, no, Rod, don't do that. All right, as governor, and fulfill your term, and then in 2028, run for president. That's what I think. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I, uh, I really, out of all the things I was considering would happen today, listening to the former guys announcement that was not one of the things even on my radar but now thanks to larry it's on my radar and if i don't get stuck in a snow drift i may be listening it's bob joseph live uh, 607-772-1290 is our number the email address is bob at wnbf.com and for those interested in frequencies these are the frequencies 92.1 fm 1290 am and for those who no longer have an actual radio, you could listen to us on the free WNBF app. At no Nine thirty-four. Bob Joseph live on News Radio WNBF and WNBF.com. Now, the official forecasts. From the National Weather Service, a winter storm warning in effect until 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Today, cloudy, snow and sleet developing soon, and then snow. The snow will be heavy at times. Today's high 33. Winds out of the southwest, 7 to 11, gusting to 24. Daytime snow and sleet accumulation, 2 inches. But wait, there's more. Snow tonight, heavy at times, low 32. East winds, 7 to 9 miles an hour, gusting as high as 26. Snow accumulation overnight, about 5 inches. But wait, there's even more. Friday, snow, 
heavy at times. High 35. Snow accumulation tomorrow about 3 inches. For the weekend, beautiful. Partly sunny Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's high 34, Sunday's high 31. And there you go. That is the forecast. Is there anything you can do about it? Absolutely nothing. So again, a winter storm warning in effect until 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Uh, if you see any signs of snow, please call us. 607-772-1290. Again, the moment you see snow, call our snow hotline at 607-772-1290. Do not attempt to deal with the snow on your own. Call us and we'll tell you what to do then. Dave and Vestal, good morning. You're on the air. Yeah, good morning, Bob. I wonder if we'll have enough that I could even sell you some. Um, it's hard to judge anymore what we're going to have. They're not that precise. Uh, we don't know if we could get two to 20 inches. Who knows? But um, that's not why I call, Bob. You know, I try to relax, get my blood pressure down, stay away from politics. I've been doing it. If you notice, I've been a good boy, talking music, trying to stay away. But I love watching the news, and I love reading the news. I just love staying updated, you know, and everything. And then I watched this just Jennifer Granholm, another genius the Democrats have in a position. She probably can't even spell energy. She's in a position. She's way out of her league. Another dizzy Democrat. You know, Buttigieg knows a lot about transportation, doesn't he? But they got all these people doing things like her vice president. She fits that job well, doesn't she? They got so many people in positions. It's laughable, Bob. I can't take it anymore. I mean, it's just, it's insanity. They're wrecking the country. They don't know what they're doing. And and a big thing, you know, I watched Granholm talk about energy, and she stands there and says, "But there has to be diversity, and it has to be you have to be inclusive." Why are they? Why would they constantly talk about that? I want the best people with the biggest, best brains in positions. I don't care if we have quotas that we have to have a color here and a color there. I want the biggest, best, brightest doing all the most important jobs. Do you agree with me, Bob? I want diversity. I stand for diversity. I want every department of the federal government, every agency of New York State government, and every broadcast facility, including radio stations and small towns, to be diverse and to offer uh, a true reflection of the communities they serve. Okay, Bob, I'll agree with you there, but you guys don't run the country. I'm talking about I'm talking about government. I know. You just asked whether I agreed, and I answered. Right. I mean, because, just because you don't like the answer, don't don't poo-poo my wonderful answer. <laughs> that was a very profound answer that I think people should discuss. But I agree with you in that area. We're not talking that area right now. I'm talking government. Could you, Bob? Could you stay with the program for a minute, please? I'm asking your opinion. Do you want the brightest, best qualified people in positions in positions in government? Do you? Of course. And same in private sector. 
radio stations. Why do you think I'm hosting this show? The brightest person available to do this show every weekday morning from 9 to noon is the person doing it. So, yes, whether it's in the private sector or in the public sector, I want the best and the brightest people who are available. All right. Bob, well, you know, it, it's, it's a shame we're heading down this dark road with uh, with everything that's going on. By the way, what is your problem with Jennifer Granholm? I'm looking up her. I'm looking up her record. First of all, maybe your true problem, even if you refuse to acknowledge it, is she was born in Canada. Is that it? That she was born north of the U.S. border. You know what, Bob? I didn't even know that. Thanks for telling me. See, I learn something every day, Bob. When I listen, she to was born show. in Vancouver. I did not even know that. All I know is wherever she came from, she's dizzy. Why? Why call Jennifer Granholm dizzy? I'm looking at her <laughs> record. She <laughs> uh, no, she isn't. I'm looking at at her record. She's brilliant. She is. <laughs> I'm not just making that up. She's brilliant. Okay. She's okay. a lawyer, educator, author, political commentator, former governor, former state attorney general. I would say she's brilliant. I'm not saying she's the brightest bulb in America. I'm saying she's one of the brightest bulbs in the country. I mean, why why do you denigrate her by calling her dizzy? Because they got people. Okay. Why? Everything you just read to me, Bob, what does that have to do with energy? But my question is, why do you call her dizzy? Even if she isn't America's foremost energy expert, why do you call Jennifer Granholm dizzy? Because the job she's trying to do, she's, for, she's portraying dizziness, Bob. Just listen to her. Listen to her talk. It's like our vice president. She's way out of her league. She, she's got an education, too, but she's still dizzy. Remember Tommy Rowe? Good song. I remember it's a great song, but it had nothing to do with our vice president. It had nothing to do with our energy secretary. They, neither one of them comes close to being dizzy. Both are brilliant. Now, you may not agree with them, but I, I would say they're at least as smart as you. Let's put it this way, but oh, I'm, they're probably more educated. Okay, than well, they're more. Of course, they're more educated than you. But I'm saying, nobody would call you dizzy. If I, if I was trying, if I was trying to portray myself as to having knowledge and that I could do a job that I have absolutely nothing about, yeah, then I would be considered dizzy. Certainly, I don't think right? so. <laughs> but but listen to this. This proves, in my opinion, this little piece of this four-second clip proves beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is beyond a shadow of a doubt evidence that Jennifer Granholm is not dizzy. When she was discussing this nuclear fission, excuse me, nuclear fusion breakthrough, this purported breakthrough and I'm believe me I'm skeptical about it but we'll we'll see what it means going forward but listen to what she said during the announcement and she also acknowledged that even the guy from Scranton thinks it's a pretty big deal I do think he probably did say this is a BFD 
See what I'm saying? So if if Jennifer Granholm can speak in a way that even people in the Binghamton Fire Department will appreciate, and the people of Binghamton, I mean, we know, we're proud of our fire department, and that's why we provide them with that turnout gear that says. I do think he probably did say this is a BFD. We have the best fire department in New York State, maybe the best fire department in the United States. And that's why we provide them with the latest equipment. That's why we're providing them with a brand new fire department headquarters that will open in about two months. Come on, man. And, and so anyone, anyone, please, please don't make me laugh. Anyone... I'm trying to read the teleprompter that they they were I don't come up with this stuff it's we have a team of writers who come up with this so yes Jennifer Granholm may not be America's biggest energy person but she can tell you when it's a big deal she just did we know it's a big <laughs> anyway I what can I tell you you know don't well I I was going to chastise you and say, don't call people dizzy, and, but that's not going to make a difference, is it? What I say, uh, you'll, you'll continue to call people dizzy uh, as you wish, and, you know, that's a good thing. It's, it's a free country. No, it's not a free country, but Elon Musk runs it, and we'll, if he tells us to jump, we'll just say how high. I look at it as a nice way of putting it, Bob. Just think of all the other words I could use. I know. But the problem is, most of the other words that come to your mind about Jennifer Granholm would get you kicked off the air, at least for today's program, and, and maybe permanently. That's Therein lies the rub. I mean, I, 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 yeah. huh? I, I mean, I don't want, I would never, ever want to have to rule you out of the program forever, but say if you said something really mean about Jennifer Granholm, and again... I don't even know her. The information I conveyed to you was just the stuff I found on Wikipedia uh, when you brought up the topic. That's I had no idea that she was born in Vancouver. But yeah. Um, yeah, the more I look at it, the more I want to meet her. All I'm saying, Bob, well, you know, we can't. They don't have stickers on their foreheads stating their education. All we can go by is when they're, when they're out there speaking to the public, and we listen to them and what they say, and when you sound dizzy, i got to call you dizzy. I mean, what can I do? Well, if you use that rule of logic, then we, <laughs> we, would, have, we would never have taken Janine Pirro seriously. Remember when she announced that she was running for the U.S. Senate and she lost page 10? Now, a lot of people observe, because she, she got flustered and flummoxed for nearly 30 seconds, because in her campaign announcement, which I believe she delivered in Elmira, her hometown, she got confused because for some reason the the speech, the prepared text, went from page 9 to page 11, and so page 10 was missing, and for an awkward 28 seconds, Janine Puro wasn't even, her mind certainly wasn't going 119 miles an hour when, when she was making the campaign announcement, but I would never call my favorite judge, Janine Pirro, dizzy. It seems it seems mean spirited. But but you know what, Bob? You know, and, and I know 
I seem to pick on the left constantly, probably because they drive me crazy and I don't like what they're doing. But no, we have dizzy people on the right too. By we definitely have dizzy people. That, oh, we, name one. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do this. But but since you said it, just give me a, a for instance. I don't. I don't believe that you you know uh, a single person, a so-called um, person who's described as being on the right, who would you call dizzy? And I know um, I shouldn't do this, but... You, you shouldn't. Okay, I, mean, I, I won't. Really I Strike it. that I, I from really the record. I, I, I should never. <laughs> I should never encourage you. Anyway, thank you as always. Always a pleasure, okay. by the way. And, and please, yeah. please, keep an eye on that blood pressure. Yes, sir. I will. Thanks. I'm here. I want you to lead a healthier and happier life. So if I will say if listening to this program has a negative effect on your blood pressure, please, please stop listening at once and immediately consult your health care provider. And if if you believe your blood pressure is at a dangerous, dangerous level, please Call 911 if you believe you're experiencing a health emergency. I'm Bob Joseph. I care about you. You're listening to News Radio WNBF 921 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at WNBF.com. Let's go to the uh, email from the Department of Technology here at WNBF. Uh, somebody named O. Boomer. I think I used to work with somebody named O. Boomer uh, regarding uh, the vice president. And O. Boomer writes, it is Carrie Lake. So thank you, Vice President Carrie Lake. Thank you, O. Boomer, for the late-breaking information. Um, also, Gary from somewhere in the tri-state area writes regarding politicians' qualifications. I guess the guy from Vestal's qualifications for a good politician eliminates the former guy. Although I'll admit, Gary from the Tri-State area didn't write actually the former guy. He actually used someone's name. But I'm cognizant that because of uh, because the kids are probably listening today, I, I don't want to upset the kids or the apple cart. So we'll just call him the former guy. 
Speaking of schools, this just in from the Union Endicott Department of Communications. These are early dismissal times from the Union Endicott Department of Communications. Jenny F. Snap, 10.15. It'll be in 20 minutes. Angie McGinnis, 10.45. Charles F. Johnson, 11.15. Union Endicott High School, 11.25. George F. Johnson, 11.40. Thomas J. Watson, 11.40. And Linnaeus W. West, 11.55. Those are official early dismissal times that have just been conveyed to us by the Union Endicott Department of Communications. Thank you, Linda. Also, from other school districts, Johnson City claims that uh, high school dismissal will be at 11, middle school 11.45, K through 5 at 12.30, and UPK at 11.30. The Vestal School District will have a dismissal for the middle school students at 10.30, high school students at 11.10, and elementary students at noon. Kander will dismiss high school students at 11.51, not 11.50 or 11.52. They'll be dismissed at 11.51. Elementary students will be available for parental pickup at 12.30, and buses will leave at 12.45. Schnago Forks Middle School and High School dismissing at 11. Schnago Forks Elementary will dismiss at noon. Hancock. Can you say that on the air? Hancock. 12.15. And those are just a few of the many, many, many communications that we've received from <laughs> various school districts. Hmm. <laughs> um, what else? <laughs> Getting some really interesting emails. Um, some, which probably will be broadcast in the coming hours, some I have to run by uh, the attorneys. Yeah, the attorneys will have to look into some of these to see whether we can actually broadcast these announcements to the general public. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're going to say, well, well, Bob, why even mention it? But there's a newspaper in town, and what they're trying to do is make me happy. You know, which is odd, because the only thing that would really make me happy with their local newspaper is if they start beefing it up with lots of local news every day. But they don't want to do that. Instead, they have 12 days of giveaways. So the local newspaper has this. And thank you, local newspaper, for sending this email to me. 12 days of giveaways. What is today's prize? So it's day two of their 12 days of giveaways, and today they're giving away 
deluxe gift baskets only to subscribers 11 of them to be exact candies cookies snacks and those pears they'll all be in it now if they really cared about me they would just send it over like with the guy who drops off the paper just drop off the paper along with my gift basket but instead of just giving it to me they want me to enter and I have to play some sort of I don't even get I mean, this makes sense. And then it says the giveaways for day three will be announced tomorrow. Of course they will. But if you want to give me something to show me your appreciation for paying hundreds of dollars for a local newspaper that doesn't have enough local news, why don't you just drop off the gift basket? That's all. It's 10 o'clock. Bob Joseph on WNBF. Bingham. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We are in for a possible white Christmas, apparently. The National Weather Service in Binghamton has issued winter storm warnings in effect until 7 p.m. tomorrow for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties, with a potential for 6 to 13 inches of snow, and a warning for Delaware, Cortland, and Chenango counties from 10 this morning to 1 a.m. Saturday, with snow accumulations of 9 to 15 inches possible. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is prohibiting certain vehicles, including tractors without trailers, lightly loaded or empty trailers, RVs, buses, and motorcycles from the northern tier interstates starting at noon. Winter parking rules are in effect in the region and police are ticketing offenders. If possible, motorists should just park off the street altogether to allow plows and emergency vehicles to get through. For the second time this week, some schools in the region had their students confined to inside the school buildings while police were investigating possible threats. Yesterday, some schools in Cortland, Shenango, and Broome counties, including Whitney Point and Chenango Forks were put into lockout at around midday. Cortland County Sheriff's officials got a call yesterday saying a person who had just left a store in Cincinnati had made a comment about a possible school shooting. Emergency dispatch operators contacted school officials in Cortland and surrounding counties to notify them of the situation, which resulted in the preliminary lockouts. The person who allegedly made the comment was found and interviewed by Cortland Sheriff's officials, and it was determined the reported statements were inaccurate and there was not an actual threat to the schools. A Conklin man has plans to convert the upper seven floors of a downtown Binghamton office building into re- residential complex. The potential project proposed by James Slocum to the City Planning Commission on November 15th calls for reinventing the property at 59 Court Street, which for decades was home to Sisson's department store. In making an initial presentation seeking a special use permit for a three-phase development, Slocum said the final project would have 66 one two- and three-bedroom apartments. Another meeting on the project this week was tabled with the next planning commission meeting scheduled for January. After Sissons closed in January of 1964, the lower level of the building was used by various businesses, including banks, with various offices and businesses occupying the space in the upper floors. For the past couple decades, space on the first and basement floors have been home to local radio stations, including us here at WMBF. Drivers will not encounter backups and lane closures for a few months along the route of the future Greenway Trail between Binghamton and Vestal. The State Department of Transportation says construction work on the $25 million project has been completed for the season. 
with work along Route 434 scheduled to resume in the spring. The Greenway, which began construction in November 2020, will provide a pedestrian and bicycle link between Murray Hill Road on the east side of the Binghamton University campus and Pennsylvania Avenue on Binghamton's south side. The DOT says most of the jobs should be completed next May. More electric vehicle charging stations are in the works for the southern tier and other parts of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul this week announced a dozen new fast chargers have been deployed among primary travel corridors from the southern tier to western New York to better ensure access to more drivers that are operating electric vehicles. Chargers were earlier installed at the new Marabado on the south side of Binghamton, and plans are in the work for ports in Castle Creek and Broome County. The town of Hancock in Delaware County, according to the governor, will host the largest open access fast charging hub in the southern tier with eight charging ports when it is complete later on this month. Additional sites are expected to be constructed in the spring through the primary rural areas located close to Interstate 86, State Route 17. Well, for the duration of today and into tomorrow, we remind you to go to our website, WMBF.com, for all the latest on school closings and delays as those come in and are updated, as well as the current and developing weather conditions. Right now, winter storm warning remains in effect through at least 7 p.m. tomorrow for the Twin Tiers. Some areas that warning is in effect until 1 a.m. on Saturday. The forecast for today, a 100% chance of rain, snow, and sleet. New snow accumulations today of about an inch for the Binghamton area. Tonight, a 100% chance of snow. Low in the mid-30s, new snow accumulations of about 2 inches. The winds tonight could be picking up to gusting as high as 24 miles an hour. Friday, a 100% chance of snow and new accumulations of about a half inch and a high in the mid to upper 30s. The winds becoming light and variable for Friday. That's where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, and 92.1 FM. I'm Joseph Live, 607 Former guy. Oh, was my mic on? Ah, ah, ah. I'm new at this. The controls are so confusing with all the flashy lights and the melty goodness. All right, let's take some calls. Chris and Binghamton, good morning. Bob, morning. How are you? Good. What's up? I, I, hope, our phone, I hope our phone connection is a little better today. It sounds beautiful. Perfect. I guess you won't hang up on me this time. I didn't say that. No, no. The uh, the connection is beautiful as far as my propensity with my uh, my hangups. Hey, you know my hangups as well as anyone else. So let's uh, let's make it uh, productive use of our time. What's on your mind? Perfect. I got two things. 
First thing is uh, the energy secretary. Obviously, she is definitely underqualified. I think the more qualified person would be uh, Hunter Biden. He spent a lot of time in the Ukraine collecting. What about Chris Christie? Chris Christie would be good, I think. Now, Hunter Biden has nothing to do with nuclear fusion. Uh, based on everything that's been released from his laptop, there's no evidence that he ever even gave nuclear fusion one thought. So, my, sec my, sec my second thing, I'm, that's just my opinion. Man. By the way, be careful, because, uh, again, the uh, I think with the storm coming in, we're having trouble with the uh, phone connections these days. So, uh, proceed with caution. Proceed with caution, right. Why don't you just shut up and let somebody else speak for a minute? All right. We are having some technical issues with the phone lines and, of course, uh, bound to happen, bound to happen occasionally. And um, nothing we could do about it because it's 2022. If we were living in the golden age of telephone communications with our black phones that you could toss up the uh, Empire State Building and they still would work better than ever, it wouldn't be that big an issue. But obviously... Apparently, we're getting a little static or something on the line <clears throat> or something, you know. On the other hand, it is the holiday season, so we, we have to understand that people, of course, are under incredible stress. Let's go to the email, Bob, at WNBF.com. An important question from Paul. Hi, Bob, I was wondering, is there any word if the SUNY campus is still open as well as BC Transit still running? Or if there's a possibility that one or both could shut down early? Thank you, Paul. This is an excellent question, and I am very pleased that you brought it up. Here's the latest information right now from the Binghamton University. Uh, and again, this is as current as we can make it, and this is the case with everything always subject to change. But according to the BU website, at the moment, final exams are being held as scheduled. For final exam and weather-related information, you can check the alert page. That's what I'm checking now. Um, the latest guidance that they've posted some may be switching to online or take-home exams. So there could be changes later today. The union will close at midnight tonight and at 1 a.m. tomorrow, which actually would be 1 o'clock Saturday morning. Um, there will be a blood drive in the Mandela Room tomorrow. Not sure how the attendance will be. Um, so again, it says the exam schedule is being maintained as originally planned. Faculty with exams scheduled during the storm are being advised they can change to an online or take-home exam format if it's feasible. But they'll have to make their own determinations, uh, transportation, BC Transit, and off-campus college transport. Plan to continue to operate on their current schedules. The university points out that BC Transit generally continues to operate unless there's a county state of emergency declared. 
during the storm, bus schedules could be affected and service delays will occur. So as far as the status of uh, room transit at the moment, of course, which is before the storm, everything is operating on schedule and normally. We'll let you know if there are any changes if uh, Broome Transit, BC Transit, or Binghamton University, or for that matter, SUNY Broome, if they make any scheduling announce announcements. Announcements. More of your calls coming up. Remember, the call-in number is 607-772-1290. And it's uh, 1015, which means it's time to say good morning to Bill Bandera. Good morning. <laughs> well, it's good How to speak you? with you. I've been looking forward to this moment with enthusiasm uh, <laughs> and excitement. How are you doing? Me as well. Hanging uh, in there? I guess I'm doing good. I forget that I keep wanting to talk to you until, you know, I figure three, three strikes and I'm out, so I better call today. No, I I know you, you've you been busy, and I also know, you know, you, you've... You got a lot going on, so I yeah, no sure, no sure. problem. Uh, for those not familiar, Bill Bandera is uh, continuing the tradition of the Bandera uh, Christmas dinners. Tradition has been going on for a long time now, and that's I always look forward to the holiday season because I know I'll have a chance to speak with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, things are going really well. This is our thirty third year. And uh, like most people know, my parents started this back in 1989, and so it's been a great community uh, tradition to keep going. So, Well, excellent. I understand that this year, of course, there will be, say, a traditional location, but there's also going to be an expansion for uh, this Christmas. That's uh, correct. So... Uh, we're actually, I'm in Norwich right now. This is our fifth year in Norwich. We serve about a thousand meals here. A uh, bunch of great volunteers and uh, some good people who help coordinate it up here. And now uh, we're, uh, we're partnering with um, an organization called the Friends of Christmas in Oneonta this year. So it'll be the first year um, that we'll have a Bandera Family Free Christmas Dinner in Oneonta. And uh, the location there is also the American Legion in Oneonta on Chestnut Street, uh, the sit-down meal. And just like all the other locations, if people want to order a meal for delivery in Oneonta, they just have to call United Way's uh, helpline to dial 211. They can give them their name, uh, number, address, and how many meals they need. So. Well, I still think it's um, remarkable that now this tradition has been going on for more than three decades in Binghamton. And, uh, of course, the the fact that now um, people in Norwich and Oneana will be able to benefit from the work that you and so many other people do to, to get ready for this. I mean, it, it doesn't just happen. It's not not 20, 24 hours before Christmas. And you say, you know what we ought to do? We ought to hey. offer a free Christmas dinner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it It's impressive. Uh, I like to watch it happen every year because uh, we have over 200, we have listed on our contact list over 250 volunteers for Binghamton. And um, and that list grows, every, what's really nice is that list grows every year. We, we get new volunteers 
every year. So it's fun to watch the excitement on their face when they see all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Because we we started prepping for the Binghamton dinner uh, Monday of this week, December 12th. We're halfway through our roasting uh, of about 140 turkeys. And people know we do a lot, but when they come in for the two weeks prior to Christmas, they they see things that they probably haven't imagined or thought of. And they, they get really excited, and uh, and they come back. And so I have people that have been with me with me since I took over 12 years ago and um, who've been with the organization or, you know, from with my parents uh, literally back since uh, back in the 1990s. So it's it's uh it's always exciting and uh as exhausting as it can be sometimes it brings a smile to my face and all my my helpers faces and our hearts and, and we're glad to be a part a, a small part of what the community does for each other every year and again for people who uh who may not have uh, caught it tell us about the the locations uh for this year's Bandera yeah. Christmas dinners in Binghamton Norwich and Oneonta Yep. So uh, in Binghamton, we actually have two sit-down locations. The original location has been and hopefully always will be Post uh, 80, American Legion, 76 Main Street in Binghamton. Dinner is served on Christmas Day from 12 to 2. Um, the same time frame, 12 to 2, we're at uh, St. Ambrose, uh, it's actually St. Ambrose School, which sits behind St. Ambrose Church uh, in Endicott on Garfield Ave. Serving again, like I said, twelve to two. All of this is free. No one has to uh, make a reservation. It's open to everybody. Just show up, and, and you'll get a great hot meal. Uh, and um, Norwich, we have on Sheldon Street, the American Legion. Um, again, serving twelve to two, and only on uh, the American Legion on Chestnut Street, uh, where the sit-down dinner is, uh, from twelve to two. So, and again, just to repeat, anybody who wants a meal delivered in any of those locations and, and surrounding counties, you can call into um, uh, United Way's help, uh, call for help. It's just dial 211, and the very wonderful ladies who work there will take your name and your address and how many meals you need, and we'll, we'll bring them to you on Christmas Day, usually between 11 and 2. Bill Bandera. Thank you so much for the work that you and everyone else does to make this possible. It's great that it continues in Binghamton. It's also great that it's um, going to be something available for people in Norwich and Oneana. So thanks again. Always a pleasure to speak with you at this time of year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, have a great Christmas, and we'll talk to you again. Okay, take care. Bill Bandera on News Radio WNBF. Bob Joseph live. More of your calls coming right up. 607-772-1290. If you wish, send me an email, bob at wnbf.com. When I have... Live at 1025, Bob Joseph, back to the phones we go. Chris from Binghamton with a better phone connection. Good morning. Welcome back. A real reason why I was real reason why I was calling was about uh, Beverly who called the other day about her upright walker and that she she was saving $300 to purchase a stand-up walker for herself. 
I personally would like to send her $300. I'm not sure if you could orchestrate such a thing. Well, I wish I could. That's very generous. But unfortunately, we we are not set up to be able to do that. I mean, I, I, I appreciate your offer, and I, I'm sure Beverly also does. And, and anybody who's been a, a regular listener to the program, I think, senses how much I, I love Beverly. And, and well, how, how about this, Bob? How about this? After our phone call, why don't you give me her personal information and I'll send her a check. I don't have her personal information. And I, I can't start doing that. I mean, the only thing I could say is if you drop off $300 cash in an envelope and put Bob Joseph's name on it here at the station, the next time she calls, I'll make arrangements to deliver it. I'm not going to make a practice of it, but I, I pledge to you, if you did that, and I wouldn't blame you if you didn't do it because it sounds like some sort of radio scam, but uh, I, I can't, even though it's well-intended, I can't, I can't start doing stuff like that. I mean, again, if, if you put a, an envelope and drop it off here at the station with my name on it, make sure it's sealed and put personal, it'll get to me. And then the next time that Beverly calls in, I, I guarantee I'll make provisions that she gets the cash. But that, and this would be a one-time only thing. Again, given my track record, and you know you know who you're dealing with, I, I certainly would understand if you didn't trust me because it sounds, sounds like it's some sort of scam so I can go out and have a steak dinner. It's not a scam, Bob. I don't think you're a scammer. No, I and 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 again, I would do that, and I would do it only once because I I thank you for the offer and because okay. of my because of my love and, and caring for Beverly. But I trust me, and I know now I sound like a politician. Which I mean, let's face it, we've all been told from the minute we could take our first breath, don't trust easy anyone. Easy on says, the trust, trust me. me. Easy on the trust. Me, <laughs> I know. I I should know better. Anyway, so. Can you catch me over maybe to Kathy White? She can give me the address, and then I'm going to send my office staff down to send that. Over to the station here? Yes, please. Our address is... I'll I'll tell you what. Just, again, if you send it to Bob Joseph, WNBF, 59 Court Street, Binghamton, and put personal... 59 Court Street. Binghamton. Binghamton. One three nine zero one, and again, I, what what you if you do send a check, and again, a lot of people are saying, "Good grief, why why would anybody trust Bob Joseph?" We we know, we know his political leanings. We know he's probably just going to take that money and go directly and blow it on weed at the sticker store. But wow. not, <laughs> wouldn't that be great? It's like. Yeah, we got Bob on video at the sticker store, you know, like five minutes after he cast a check at the ATM next What's to the station. What's next? McDonald's? <laughs> What's next? McDonald's? <laughs> that would even be and Bob used, to, used, used it to go to McDonald's to buy $300 worth of outdated McRib sandwiches. You're but going to get fat. I know. <laughs> Tell me about Anyway, so if, if you do that, again, I know some people probably question my honesty and my integrity and and even the reason why i'm on the radio i am not one yeah but I and again thank you thank you and thanks for playing along with with my little radio game i appreciate your sense of humor i love it i wouldn't call if i didn't enjoy it <laughs> thank you 
And okay, I, I, so I'm going to call my office. I'm going to make this happen, okay? All right. And I'm going to have her drive that down and personally deliver. I, 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 a check's probably going to be a little impractical, so I don't know who to write the check out to, so I'm going to send cash. All right. I'm not but, sending that in the but mail. If it has my name on it, and again, seal the envelope and, and put personal. It's not that I don't trust the people who work here, but... Do you want me to put quotations Beverly or something? Yeah. Yeah, do that. Perfect. Thank okay. You for handling that. All right. Thanks, Chris. And again, I'm making an exception. I mean, it, if we start doing that, and I could see that it, it could even become a holiday tradition, we just can't do that on a regular basis. But given the circumstances, I think, I think it would be appropriate to help one of our favorite listeners, to help a listener, help one of our most loyal listeners over the years. It's 1030. This is Bob Joseph on WNBF. Ron in Binghamton. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. You know, I live by the maxim, in Bob Joseph we trust. All others and pay cash. Yes, and uh, because I am of that persuasion, I hope you don't mind, but I had uh, a few cases of moxie. I can't take them in right now. I'm not going to be home. I'm having, having them delivered to the station in your name. Can you hold them for me and, and not touch them or anything? Just uh, you know. Well, I would going. do that. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Somebody uh, who I happen to know, but also is a, a very loyal listener, uh, when he was, because he goes back and forth between this area and New England with some frequency, and um, he checked several weeks ago to see if I wanted some moxie, and it just so happened that I, I was hadn't had any uh, moxie recently. So he he actually did drop off a, a twelve pack about a month ago, and the strange thing is, and it's just the way it's worked out. I haven't even had one moxie since he dropped it off a few weeks ago i mean it's still sitting there on uh, next to my desk i don't don't worry if he's listening don't worry i will soon be enjoying a moxie for the holidays as much as i talk about the moxie soda i drink relatively little because i'm i'm pretty cognizant that anybody who sits around drinking multiple cans of high fructose corn syrup sweetened beverages is is not really doing their health any favor so yeah well you know bob uh what moxie uh, probably goes very well with i don't know if you've ever tried it but with vegemite uh moxie <laughs> works, that's, works. that's another thing <laughs> now now that vegemite now that it's three years after you gave it to me now now it should be aged to perfection well Mox, uh, uh, vegemite is a unique product. It, it, you know, where you have the uh, uh, expiration date or best if used by on on a jar or can. Moxie has a half life. It's kind of like uranium two thirty five. Uh, it will it will outlast you, so you don't have to worry about uh, eating uh, expired uh, expired Vegemite. That's not a problem. Uh, you know, Bob. The reason I called today was. Not on anything very important like politics, Ukraine, war, or peace. And uh, I, I called uh, to ask uh, you a poll question, uh, if you if you would take part. Very simple. Do you own either of these two things? Do you own 
a wristwatch and or a cell phone. I haven't used a wristwatch in, I would estimate, about 15 years. After, I mean, the last wristwatch I had, I loved. Someone gave it to me, and I enjoyed it because it was a gift, and then it stopped working. And then I thought, well, I could either get it fixed or get another wristwatch. And then I said, why do I need that? I have the most accurate timepiece I need in my pocket with my phone. My, my thought exactly, Bob, uh, you're getting to exactly what I was thinking about. If you have uh, a cell phone, you don't need a wristwatch. But uh, the reason I bring up wristwatches is as I go through, if you go through, uh, leaf through the Wall Street Journal, for example, they have the most expensive luxury watches that they display on their pages. And there's a Patek Philippe watch. The Nautilus Patek Philippe goes for, ready for this, $135,000. Okay. Um, now, well, what, in, I'm, Thumbing through, I, I don't have the print edition right now of the Wall Street Journal. I mean, obviously, I have it available digitally, but I do have the print edition of the Times. And unfortunately, there's not much advertising left in the Times anymore. It's no wonder, no wonder they're not going to pay their employees what they're worth. Um, and actually, I, I'm surprised because I thought the Times would have at least one or two wristwatch ads. Do you remember... Maybe you've seen over the years, and they probably still do it around this time of year. They probably do it more around Thanksgiving. The New York Times has a special Sunday advertising section, a very slick advertising section that might be 72 or 96 pages, and it's all very expensive wristwatches. I don't know if they did it this year. But they, it's been a tradition of the times. And I even heard, I mean, speaking of wristwatches, there was, uh, who did it? I don't know if it was on NPR or maybe it was on a podcast. There was a feature recently in the last week or two about wristwatches and about people who collect them. I mean, wristwatch fanatics. I mean, who collect wristwatches the way Jay Leno collects cars. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing about um, wristwatches, particularly, they're an example. Since we have cell phones now that give us a more a very exact time, uh, the wristwatch is an example, or can be an example of what they call conspicuous consumption. That that's purchasing goods uh, that to show how wealthy you are, to display your status, and wristwatches apparently. I, I thought when the cell phone was popularized and came out and everyone has a cell phone, well, you wouldn't need a wristwatch. I thought it was going to hurt the wristwatch industry, but it, but it hasn't. Well, it has to a degree. I mean, well, I don't know. The wristwatch industry, it used to, well, let's put it this way. It used to be that almost everybody above over the age of 14 Maybe almost everybody over the age of 12 had a wristwatch. So now we have a country of whatever, 335 million people. 
and a huge percentage of the adult population no longer has a wristwatch. So there may not be as many actual units being used or sold in any given year. But yeah, the, uh, the, the snob appeal, I'm looking, of course, the website, turno.com. If, if, if I want to blow $100,000, $500,000 on a timepiece, I could do that right now. But the great thing about turno.com, even if I buy a $222,000 watch, they offer me free delivery. That's what I like. And wow. I bet, here's the thing, if, if I place my order now during this call, I bet they'll guarantee that I'll get it by Christmas Eve. Yeah, you'll have to time them out to see if uh, that's correct. <laughs> you know, but you're bringing up a point here, Bob. If, if the sale of wristwatches has declined, and I guess one way to test that is go up to BU. All the students have cell phones, I'm sure, but I wonder how many have wristwatches. Wristwatches have become, then, like jewelry. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an accessory. It's an accessory. It's just like nose rings. You know, I um, some of my favorite people, I guess, have nose rings. But that doesn't mean I'm going to get one. Some of my favorite people still use wristwatches, whether it's a Rolex. And, and I know people, and they're so proud. They're so proud when they wear their Rolex. And I'm thinking, you know, that one of the key things that I discovered... The first person I knew who had a Rolex, they said, yeah, it's nice and everything, and, and certainly it continues this tradition of people loving to display uh, snobbish um, jewelry on their left wrist, but person pointed out, man, it doesn't keep time well. I said, well, of course it doesn't. You know, if you want, if you want to keep time well, you know, I, when I was a kid many 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 decades ago and i started having my first wristwatches i mean a kid really gets a kick out of it or used to when you get your first wristwatch and then you get another one and i was always i wasn't impressed necessarily by how the watch looked i was always impressed if it kept good time and as as a kid even before i got into the world of broadcasting I always paid strict attention to my favorite radio station, WNBF, for the top-of-the-hour tone. And that's back when WNBF was a CBS radio affiliate. So if you remember, uh, CBS radio had a top-of-the-hour tone. And uh, let's see if I can find it. So I always used to check to see if my watch was accurate. And I would pay attention to the top of the hour uh, thing. And, and if my watch was accurate, I was a happy kid. Well, Actually, Bobby, CBS you... TV used to have... CBS TV used to have uh, the top of the hour tone as well. Even when I was watching WNBF-TV, CBS had that boom. Yes. That, those are the days when your TV went off and that little light like receded and receded. Yeah. And you turned your TV the good old, the good old days. 
you mentioned nose rings. That uh, now, how about as an accessory a nose ring watch? Huh? At the Bob Mart, you can pick one up. You know the the cheap version. Oh, I won't be selling them. Oh no, I don't. I won't encourage it. I tolerate it. I'm I'm not a fan. Just like I'm, I'm not a fan of expensive watches. But hey, you know whatever, whatever makes you happy. I'm not gonna at Bob Mart or no, Bob's Wholesale Club at the mall. That's what I'm calling it now. Bob's Wholesale Club. I will not offer watches. These are two things. You know, people are saying, well, Bob's Wholesale Club at the mall, man, that's going to be nice. You know, cheap gas and lots of baked goods and rotisserie chickens and blah, blah, and woof, woof. Well, two things it won't have. It won't have watches and it won't have nose rings. And some people will castigate me and say, man, you're being judgmental, to which I would say, no, we just don't have room for that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I'm still coming. I consider me, you know, a charter member of that club. Though, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's where we'll be broadcasting from. Given yeah, the la- given given the latest developments, maybe maybe that's where where my studio will be. Bob's. Hi, this is WBOB twelve ninety broadcasting from the Bob's Wholesale Club Studios at the Oakdale Mall. And you'll have a you'll have a sound at the top of the hour. Yes, wait, hold, hold on. I'm just checking to see if I can find something to illustrate what the tone. The back back in the day. Hold on. Yeah. Okay. This is not exactly what I wanted, but here's here's a clip from WCBS Radio from about 25 years ago, and this is how it sounded at the top of the hour. But you see, he has news time at the tone. Now, I know oh, that guy. You know, he he was not supposed to talk over the tone, but he did. But that's why he worked at WCBS, and I didn't. Oh, I thought that was Roger. No, that was... <laughs> it sounded like Roger. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, uh, thank you for uh, sure. the information about wristwatches. Unfortunately, we're out of time it's 10:43 that's the official time at news radio wnbf and wnbf.com when- this is bob joseph Thanking you for your time this time till next time. You're listening to News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. Back to the phones we go. It's John in Binghamton. Good morning. Hey, Bob. Uh, two things. Uh, one, a prediction about Trump. Uh, but uh, on, uh, on wristwatches, you know... Uh, if you look at wristwatches in Ferraris, and uh, you go back to seventy seventy one, uh, what you'll find out is that the the performance, uh, the investment performance of a Ferrari or a wristwatch uh, is greater than the stock market. Uh, so that's perhaps you know there's nothing like a track record, but it, it's interesting that. Uh, the one that begins with R. Are they, oh, by the way, you know most wristwatches only. There's only two uh, 
movements. There's the Valjou and the ETA movement. So uh, the inside of these watches, uh, for the most part, are the same. Now, some manufacturers uh, make their own movements, but they're very few and far between. And most of the watch brands, the Swiss watch brands, are owned by one company. Uh, the, the, the interesting thing is, is that when you uh, get a, uh, and we used to have two uh, R dealers on Court Street, uh, when you get that franchise, and I'm going back now 25, 30 years ago, you would write the company a check if you wanted to become a dealer for a quarter of a million dollars. And then sometime later, uh, they would send you a box of watches. You didn't know <laughs> uh, what you were going to get, whether they were going to be men's watches or women's watches. You just got $250,000 worth of watches. And, uh, of course, the dealers here uh, didn't mark them up or hold on to them. And one of the interesting things about 1990, this occurred when uh, the R Company was, there was a big move in London. Everybody went from the uh, the, the gold and uh, stainless to the stainless, you know, all the windows in London. Uh, they just had stainless steel watches. But anyway, there was one coming out that was a reissue, and it went for $5,000. And this dealer here got two uh, in the package uh, that uh, he, he didn't know what he was going to get. And uh, somebody walked in from New York and, and bought them both and then immediately t- turned around and sold them for like $6,000 more. Interesting. But, yeah, uh, on Trump, he's going to make an announcement today, and I, I think it is he's either going to run for Speaker of the House himself or he's going to uh, endorse a candidate for Speaker of the House. All right. I don't think he would run for Speaker of the House himself. I, I think it's more probable he might endorse someone. I, I don't think, first of all, he wouldn't, in my opinion, and that's all this is, he, he wouldn't win if he ran for Speaker of the House, and I don't think he wants that kind of thing on his permanent record. But I could see him endorsing someone. Yeah. Well. So, okay, I'm I'm anxious. Now, I had, uh, admittedly, I had nothing to look forward to today except shoveling snow. Now, I have shoveling snow and also his announcement to look forward to. So at least, at least the day is not... A complete loss. Bob Joseph live on News Radio WNBF. News Radio 1290 WNBF. If I could save time in a bottle The first thing that I'd like to do Is to save every day Till eternity passes away Just to spend them with you 1055, Bob Joseph on News Radio WNBF on your Thursday morning. Winter storm warning is in effect for the Binghamton region till 7 o'clock tomorrow evening. Here's the forecast from the National Weather Service. 
snow, freezing rain, and sleet overspreading the area. It'll eventually turn to all snow during the afternoon. The snow may be heavy at times, high 33. Snow tonight, low 32. Snow tomorrow, high 35. Several inches of snow accumulation are expected. So be careful out there. And we'll keep you posted with the latest weather and traffic as well as school information right here on News Radio WNBF. Coming up next, ABC News, and then a local and regional update with WNBF's Kathy White. I'm Bob Joseph on News Radio 1290 WNBF. When I I'm Bob Joseph. It's 11 o'clock. You're listening to News Radio 1290 WNBF Bingham. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We are in for a possible white Christmas, apparently. The National Weather Service in Binghamton has issued winter storm warnings in effect until 7 p.m. tomorrow for Broome, Tioga, Tompkins, Bradford, Susquehanna, and Wayne counties, with a potential for 6 to 13 inches of snow, and a warning for Delaware, Cortland, and Chenango counties from 10 this morning to 1 a.m. Saturday, with snow accumulations of 9 to 15 inches possible. The Pennsylvania Department of Transportation is prohibiting certain vehicles, including tractors with out trailers, lightly loaded or empty trailers, RVs, buses, and motorcycles from the northern tier interstates starting at noon. Winter parking rules are in effect in the region and police are ticketing offenders. If possible, motorists should just park off the street altogether to allow plows and emergency vehicles to get through. For the second time this week, some schools in the region had their students confined to inside the school buildings while police were investigating possible threats. Yesterday, some schools in Cortland, Shenango, and Broome counties, including Whitney Point and Chenango Forks were put into lockout at around midday. Cortland County Sheriff's officials got a call yesterday saying a person who had just left a store in Cincinnati had made a comment about a possible school shooting. Emergency dispatch operators contacted school officials in Cortland and surrounding counties to notify them of the situation, which resulted in the preliminary lockouts. The person who allegedly made the comment was found and interviewed by Cortland Sheriff's officials, and it was determined the reported statements were inaccurate and there was not an actual threat to the schools. A Conklin man has plans to convert the upper seven floors of a downtown Binghamton office building into re residential complex. The potential project proposed by James Slocum to the City Planning Commission on November 15th calls for reinventing the property at 59 Court Street, which for decades was home to Sisson's department store. In making an initial presentation seeking a special use permit for a three-phase development, Slocum said the final project would have 66 one two- and three-bedroom apartments. Another meeting on the project this week was tabled with the next planning commission meeting scheduled for January. After Sissons closed in January of 1964, the lower level of the building was used by various businesses, including banks, with various offices and businesses occupying the space in the upper floors. For the past couple decades, space on the first and basement floors have been home to local radio stations, including us here at WMBF. Drivers will not encounter backups and closures for a few months along the route of the future Greenway Trail between Binghamton and Vestal. The State Department of Transportation says construction work on the $25 million project has been completed for the season, 
with work along Route 434 scheduled to resume in the spring. The Greenway, which began construction in November 2020, will provide a pedestrian and bicycle link between Murray Hill Road on the east side of the Binghamton University campus and Pennsylvania Avenue on Binghamton's south side. The DOT says most of the job should be completed next May. More electric vehicle charging stations are in the works for the southern tier and other parts of New York. Governor Kathy Hochul this week announced a dozen new fast chargers have been deployed among primary travel corridors from the southern tier to western New York to better ensure access to more drivers that are operating electric vehicles. Chargers were earlier installed at the new Marabito on the south side of Binghamton, and plans are in the work for ports in Castle Creek and Broome County. The town of Hancock and Delaware County, according to the governor, will host the largest open access fast charging hub in the the southern tier with eight charging ports when it is complete later on this month. Additional sites are expected to be constructed in the spring through the primary rural areas located close to Interstate 86, State Route 17. Well, for the duration of today and into tomorrow, we remind you to go to our website, WMBF.com, for all the latest on school closings and delays as those come in and are updated, as well as the current and developing weather conditions. Right now, winter storm warning remains in effect through at least 7 p.m. tomorrow for the Twin Tiers. Some areas that warning is in effect until 1 a.m. on Saturday. The forecast for today, a 100% chance of Rain, snow, and sleet. New snow accumulations today of about an inch for the Binghamton area. Tonight, 100% chance of snow. Low in the mid-30s, new snow accumulations of about 2 inches. The winds tonight could be picking up to gusting as high as 24 miles an hour. Friday, 100% chance of snow. New accumulations of about a half inch. And a high in the mid to upper 30s. The winds becoming light and variable for Friday. So our news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF WMBF.com and 92.1 FM. News Radio 1290 WMBF. I'm Joseph live on your Thursday morning at News Radio WNBF. 921 FM, 1290 AM. If you have an interest in chatting this hour, call me now at 607-772-1290. Call in or send an email to bob at wnbf.com. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. And we are here for you if you have any thoughts about the uh, announcement. Everybody seems excited about the announcement. So uh, if you have thoughts about what the big announcement will be later today, personally, I, I don't even know what to expect. He may announce anything. He could, in fact, announce all sorts of things that aren't even on anyone's radar. Maybe maybe he knows a cure for nuclear fusion. Maybe he is taking over the job from Jennifer Granholm. I don't know. I don't know. As they say on the radio, stay tuned. 
Stay tuned. Let's take a call on this Thursday morning. Oh, by the way, parenthetically, we've just received an alert from a listener who just advised me moments ago that the snow is starting. In fact, he says it's even bouncing a little bit near the Enjoy Golf Course on West Main Street in uh, West Endicott. So I guess, I guess the forecasters weren't kidding. So here we go. Here we go. Buckle up, because now it's going to get interesting. Be careful out there. All right, let's take a call. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hi, Bob. Hi. What's up? Well, not a whole lot. I don't know. I think some of the parts. Yeah, how are, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. I, I, wish, I wish the snow wasn't coming. Yeah. Yeah, I... I guess I guess we have to accept it. It seems to happen every year around this time. Yeah, we're not supposed to get too much, are we? Well, it depends on your definition of too much. If you're comparing it to two years ago when we got 44 inches, no, we probably won't get that much. No, but I hope not. Yeah, in my book, we're still going to get too much. I mean, it could be 5 or 10 inches, I guess. By the time it's all over tomorrow, so as as snowstorms go for Binghamton and the the region, it's not especially bad. Although I'm a little concerned because the mix of sleet and maybe some freezing rain and rain, and then some of the winds. So with all that stuff and the possibility that it'll be heavy wet snow, there could be power issues. So you know, we'll have to we'll have to deal with it. As it comes, we'll do the best we can. That's what we always do. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, oh, nothing going on. I just thought I'd call and say hello. All right. Everything's all quiet around town in Dickinson. Well, that's a good thing. I'm glad to hear it, and I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad you're tuned in. Thank you so much for listening to us today. And um, I take it at this point, you probably aren't planning to venture out probably for the next uh, day or two probably not probably not all right so you're all set yep all right beverly thank you so okay. much appreciate your call okay okay bye-bye Eleven fourteen news radio wnbf wnbf.com we're here for you bob joseph serving you with the information you need keep yourself safe keep your family safe do everything we can to provide you what you need to know right here at News Radio WNBF. 607-772-1290 is our number. And as always, if you want, you can send an email, Bob at WNBF.com.
Eleven seventeen at WNBF on your Thursday morning. The snow, the sleet, the freezing rain, the winds. Oh my! Back to the phones we go. DJ in Binghamton, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. Happy snow day. You know, Dean Martin has a real interesting song on YouTube. Let it his let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow, and then it goes into dubstep. <clears throat> Jack, Jack, it's a dubstep version. I played that out one time at a at a festive. Uh, celebration. Well, are you guys ready for the snow? Finally, 9 to 15 inches. Whew. Yeah, well, I'm sick, but you know, not not a whole lot I can do about it. You know, I've lived here all my life, so if it really bothered me, I, I guess I would have left years ago. So it, it's just yeah. in, into every life, some snow must fall. The old Florida snowbird thing. You're younger than me, though, man. You gotta come sledding with me tomorrow. And then Saturday night, there's still going to be snow, but it's going to be. But um, is the I think it's the third big uh, rec park festive celebration with a horse and carriage and. Wow, well, we had we had a big story on it on the WNBF.com. I, a global okay. exclusive because I, I I decided to go out to rec park and talk with the people who make it possible. That is the Binghamton yes. Parks crews. They were out early. Let's see, on Tuesday morning, I went out there before I came here to the warm confines of WNBF. I was out in the bitter cold <laughs> taking pictures of, of the uh, Parks Department employees getting the ice rink ready over at Rec Park near Beethoven yeah. Street. You know, Beethoven. Roll yeah. over, yeah, Beethoven. Beethoven. That's right. Originally known as Bennett Park, Abel Bennett. He was a uh, owner of the Marine Midland Bank, and he he donated all that land, and yeah. then he changed the name when they got in the boat. Hey, Bob, I want to mention something real quick. Uh, you know, somebody called the other morning about um, a pig in a police car at the uh, Festival of Christmas Lights at Ateningo Park, and there is. I, I I found it yesterday. I was just curious, and I actually called the Binghamton Police Department, and I apologized to them. And I think that's the most disrespectful, disgraceful thing you can do. When you drive into Ateningo Park, you, you go, just go straight. And on the right-hand side, you're going to see a uh, fire truck. And that lights up all the lights at night. Then you're going to see an EMT with a medic sign. And then you're going to see a police car. And inside the police car is a pig with a big sign of who's sponsoring it. And I'll leave that up to whoever, you know, I'll leave that up to you to, find out um it's a it's a law firm that's sponsoring it i just think that's terrible that's disrespectful and i said to the binghamton police listen we back the blue most of us who are normal we love you guys we respect you you're for us our taxes pay for you to protect us and serve us and you do and and that's just not funny it's, it's not funny bob well i don't know i don't know why they would do that but anyway I, I personally find it distasteful, and I also, yeah. on the other hand, I uh, will not be going over to check it out, I don't think, but it's just... No. It just, does, it just doesn't seem right. Just, You're just from too busy sledding with me at, at Bennett Park tomorrow, Bob. All right. You, you, I'll bring my little flying saucer. You're fly, yeah, you're flying saucer. <laughs> we talked about that, but that's what I have. All right. Hey, have a All great right, day. See you later. Yeah, you too. 1121 WNBF with more calls more often. Hi, WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Dennis from Barton, New York. The Dennis from Barton? 
Yeah, I don't know how many of us there is, but I'm one of them. All right. Well, congratulations on that. Uh, your mom must be proud. So what's on your mind today, Dennis? Well, wanted to give you a call and give you an official snow report that the snow has started, and it started for a very brief time as all snow, and now it is half snow, half sleet. The wind is picking up. And I know you talked to Dave Nicosia at the National Weather Service. And my elevation at my front door is 1,100 feet. Ah, interesting. Uh, yes. So. All right. Well, I, I appreciate your calling in. As I uh, mentioned a few minutes ago, we had a, a listener during the news update who called about some snow and since he said it was also starting to bounce i guess that meant it was mixed with some sleet out in um endicott near enjoy golf course so sounds like yeah. the uh sounds like the forecast is actually going to be on the money here it sounds like it's going to be be very close i don't my personal opinion is i don't think we're going to get the winds that are being talked about but it's always a possibility, you know. Yeah, it is. That's that's my concern. I will say one thing. A lot of people, I, I heard on Action News the other night that they took a survey and people don't like NYSEG, which I thought, well, that'd be, like, right. that'd be like taking a survey, though. Do you like your cable company or, or whatever? I mean, and it, and it has nothing to do, I'll say this, about a specific company. I mean, it's no matter where you are in the country, people seem to have gripes about their cable company or about their electric utility. Part of it is, I think, because we remember what the bills used to be when we right. were kids. And it was like, oh, I remember the cable bill was $8 a month. Yeah. Or I remember oh, yeah. when the electric bill was... Uh, you know, two dollars a month or something like that. So part of it yeah. does have to do with escalating costs, and then I think it's just just a, a general societal attitude. Uh, and for one thing, in most cases, like say for the electric company or cable company, in most towns, it's not as though you have a choice. It's you have a choice either you use electricity or you use cable TV, or you go without. It's not, not yeah. as though it's a real competitive thing. So I think by default, people have um, just naturally a, a, poor, a poor perception about companies. And I, I'm guessing if you go to work for an electric utility or a cable company, uh, you, you have to develop a pretty thick skin because you're going to be hearing, you know, when you say, hi, I work for the cable company, or hi, I work for the electric company, my guess is some people kind of take out their frustrations on you as, as though you, one of just one of the worker bees, have anything to do with the cost of anything or their policies. Right. My, my biggest complaint with NYSEC, I was a salesman in the electrical field, like electrical wholesaling for 40 years. And my biggest complaint with NYSEG, and this goes for any utility, in the high-risk areas where you have transmission lines that go through the woods or are bordered by woods. I've heard people on your show 
talk about the tree trimming crews come through and butcher the trees and um, with all the money that they pay and overtime and replaced equipment, they could bury the lines and the troubles would be over. Well, let me respond. Okay. They they could bury lines, but that, as you may know, burying lines is really, really expensive. So if you just to bury one mile of line is costly. The other thing is, yes, it eliminates problems from falling trees and from wind and from heavy snow, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. Uh, there are Look at uh, along highways, for example. You see uh, stretches right here in Broome County and even parts of Tioga County, mainly in Broome County, where several miles of streetlights along the highway that were installed uh, less than a decade ago, they're unlighted. Now, in some cases, that's just because the municipality said, oh, we don't want to pay for that. We... We don't right. really care if people crash in the dark because they don't vote for us anyway. Um, I mean, it's, exactly. a, it's a cynical calculation, but that's how they look at it. But another thing that's a factor is the buried lines that connect those, those lights. A lot of times they develop problems because of um, moisture, seepage, you know, the uh, rain and salt and stuff that gets in and even up um, here in binghamton up at ely park at the apartment complex they have a section of the apartment complex that for quite a while they were having trouble with their street lights and and the uh, lines there are buried and what was pointed out to me by the city of binghamton or maybe it was the councilman giovanni scaringi the um, buried lines were in a part of the apartment complex area that dips down so water had a tendency to accumulate and then seep in and cause problems with the underground equipment so snow snow fail safe uh and again i think i think niceg would embark on a major project to bury lines except it would cost billions of dollars they're actually in california uh, the major utility serving the state of California has announced they plan to bury their power lines in most areas. It's a very ambitious, very time-consuming, yeah. and very expensive project. But they're doing it right. because of of uh, major fires that killed people and destroyed homes. So they're basically at, at the point where they're saying... Eh, we don't have a choice. It's going to be uh, amazingly expensive. But in the end, I think you know, we all know, that the utility is not going to pay the cost. They're ultimately going to pass along the expense of bearing the lines in, in bills and wait until that starts hitting the fan. When people in California start getting those higher monthly electricity bills, that will include the cost of putting um, more and more of the, the lines underground. You know, I could see people paying several hundred dollars or maybe a thousand dollars or more a month once those rates are increased. Oh, right. And that utility you're talking about is Pacific Gas and Electric. And the last number that was advertised in the news was about $40 billion to to bury those. But if you look at what they have been docked 
or just that one fire here a couple of years ago caused 84 deaths in one subdivision. And you can only imagine the lawyer's costs and the payouts to the fam- to the you know people that died that fire would go you know quite a ways, quite a ways in paying that money. Yeah. Well, listen to this. This is a, a story from a Los Angeles TV station about yeah. how long it's going to take and how much it's going to cost to bury the power line. So it's now been more than a year and a half since the head of Pacific Gas and Electric announced that plan to start right. to bury the power lines. So right. it's going to take almost forever. It says they're committed to bury 10,000 miles of lines starting in our highest fire threat districts and our highest fire areas. Right. And let's see. So it costs, they say the average cost to bury power lines right now is nearly $4 million a mile. A mile. Yes. Now, yep. they, they say going forward by 2026, they expect the cost to decrease to about $2.5 million a mile. So at that rate, if it goes down to $2.5 million a mile, PG&E would wind up spending about $25 billion to put 10,000 miles of power lines underground and it doesn't even say exactly when this would be completed. Right. So it's right. it's a it's a tough situation and certainly in, in California, you know, with their with the the experience they've had with fire seasons that are constantly getting worse. I mean, obviously yep. obviously PG&E decided it really didn't have much choice here in new york right. state i i would find it shocking if any uh, new york state utility especially upstate where where things are far apart it's one thing to have buried buried installations uh in cities but even here that just reminds me of the problems we've had with some niseg issues in downtown binghamton with underground explosions yep near yep. um, the phone company building over on Henry Street. Um, and, yeah, and another one more recently near the uh, high-rise at 110 Shenango Place. And, and what happens, again, either there's an equipment failure or problems related to the weather, probably a combination. And so, yeah, buried, buried electrical facilities also can have some big problems. What I would like to see personally, to be a better judge, is I would like to see the additional costs that, as an example, NYSEG has spent. And I'm going to go back to 2009 with the flood. And then in 2011, as an example, in 2011, you know, I will agree that I live out in a pretty rural area. My power was off eight days because our power ultimately starts when we go and goes through the Lounsbury substation and all that stuff. And what it cost me, it cost me 50 bucks a day at gas prices at that time to make enough electricity to run my house. What I would like to see is how much. The additional cost is 
for all the overtime, all the crews that get called in from out of the area, the hotels, the meals, the time and a half and above time as compared to the cost per mile. And I'm not saying you'd have to bury every mile line. They definitely would have to do a better job at tree trimming than what they do now. The tree trimming crews for NYSEG are awful, just awful. I, I know people don't like to hear that and people don't want their trees butchered, but I saw a stretcher roll last year where tree trimmers went through, trimmed all the lines in less than a month, a limb rubbed through a wire, shorted it out, and to burn it off and drop it on the ground. The wire was spliced back together, so the nice egg line put back up. And nobody could even bother to cut the limb that rubbed the wire bare. Well, I I have tried to get some information from the, the crews that do the tree trimming, or if you will, tree hacking around here. And uh, nice egg as you might expect, has little to say about it. And the company that actually does it, man, they, the guy who uh, answered their their phone, he was uh, Surly Sam. I, I mean, what a bad... I thought I had a bad attitude. His attitude made, made mine look like um, a stellar attitude. So they don't want to talk about it. They know people don't like the way they trim or hack trees, but you know they, they certainly aren't going to be responsive to their customers or certainly to reporters no no it's i it's a yeah it's it's all it's a complicated situation someday if i get the ceo from niceg on the program i'll i'll ask her about all this but i think that day will be a cold day in hackensack it's 11 35 bob joseph at news radio wnbf looking Serving you. Bob in Binghamton. Good morning. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. I, I was just listening to some of your conversations about uh, the utilities and the lack of uh, choices. And uh, I know that, like, Time Spectrum, Time the old Time Warner, uh, there's a new one called Greenlight that they're advertising in certain areas. And my question to you is, have you heard of anyone that's had that service? They're advertising that it's like $50 a month, which is a little bit less than what you pay for Spectrum. 
And if, if anybody that you know has called in and said, yeah, I have that service, and is it any good, is it reliable, that kind of thing. I've heard from a few people who have it and have had good things to say. I don't have enough information to, to say positively, absolutely, it's great, but uh, the, the initial information that I've heard is uh, is positive for green light networks we uh, had the guy who actually started the company he grew up in binghamton he um he grew up over on the west side he is a seton catholic central high school graduate he was on the program on september 1st so he was on the program three and a half months ago mark murphy who was raised here and he founded green light networks more than a decade ago and so they are expanding their footprint around the triple cities binghamton i believe johnson city i think they're starting in Endwell, parts of the town of union maybe ultimately uh Owego. oh vestal vestal so they um are gradually building it out and based on the initial reports the the people I've heard have have said positive things for the speed and also for the uh, the price point. Okay, great. I was just curious. I know I've seen some trucks out. Yeah, and like you were discussing, they're stringing them up uh, on the you know the same telephone lines and so forth. So, um, but I just didn't know of any any uh, anyone that has actually had the service and if they like it. But that that's helpful. So uh, right. I guess well, maybe there's. There's hope for us yet, I guess. Yeah, there is hope. And by the way, as much as Spectrum might not like uh, the new competition, ultimately, I believe competition makes everyone better. So in the long run, it probably will help Spectrum. Maybe they'll have to reduce their prices or offer uh, better incentive packages to get people to sign up now that there's a a new operator in town. But in the long run, it'll probably make them better. That's my that's my view. Uh, I'll at some point. I don't know if I'll be able to make it happen this month, or maybe we'll have to wait till January. At at some point, I will invite Mark Murphy, the guy who founded Greenlight Networks. I'll invite him back on the program to give us an update. Okay, great. I appreciate the uh, information. Thank you. Thanks. 1142 WNBF. Oh, it's Dave again from Vestal. Yes, sir. Hello again. Good morning again, Bob. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm in Endwell, and when I got to Visions on Country Club, it was snowing. And by the time I got to Main Endwell on Hooper, the high school, it's raining, and it's raining now in Endwell. So you were right about the mix. We are getting the mix right now. Um is it plus two. is it slippery yet? Not yet. No, no, okay. it's not slippery Good. yet. No, no, no. Um, another thing I noticed too, Bob, you wouldn't believe the amount of plows. That, you know, I mean, and I can see if they're salting, but a lot of these plows don't have any salters with it. They're just plows, and just think, you know, it reminds me of vultures flying around waiting for a carcass. You know, it it just looks that way. I mean. Think of the gas they could, the money they could be saving, and the pollution we could be stopping if they would just park it and wait until there's something to plow, you know? Um, well, sometimes they're out pre-treating the roads. 
Right, but a lot of they these put out, don't have they salt. Put, they put out right. specific, it, it might not even be salt. It's some sort of space-age technology. It's uh, two parts moxie and three parts Vegemite. <laughs> okay. Hey, and, and I had a couple ideas, too, on uh, Trump when you were talking about, you know, but maybe he's going to announce he saw the polls and he just, he's deciding he's changing his mind and he's not going to run or he's decided to accept Kanye's offer for vice president. <laughs> well, it's not going to have anything to do with Kanye that much. We know as far as what, you know, he might again, just because, you know, the one thing, the only thing I really know for sure about the guy is he loves being in the spotlight and he loves to poke us. Actually, I think he loves to poke us, whether you love him or don't love him. I think he gets a kick out of just generating uh, conversation. He's sort of a conversation starter. This will be great for people with holiday meals because, you know, if you were going to get together with relatives during the holidays and were worried, gee, I wonder if we'll have anything to talk about. Well, today, when whatever he announces, say if he does announce... Yeah, I've actually seen the polls, and they don't look very positive. So I, the former guy, have decided I don't want to be the future guy, and I promise not to change my mind. And that's all he says. Then suddenly, he's silent for 24 hours, and that creates this firestorm of conversation on all radio and TV programs. And then before you know it, he's back again saying he changed his mind. So he'll be like Lucy with the football. It's like, well, come on, man, make up your mind. I don't, again, this is honestly, from a personal standpoint, I don't care if he runs for the White House again, or if he doesn't, or if he says, no, I'm moving back to New York and I'm going to challenge Kathy Hochul the next time for governor or whatever. I don't care what he does. Just tell me and then leave okay that's all i want tell me what tell me what you want and then just leave bob have you ever seen anyone play the media better than him have you uh yes i have but it's been a while it really has been a while he's he is not the consummate media manipulator there are people who have been better at it although i would say he's probably been able to do it over a longer period, but other people, media manipulators and people who enjoy the hot spotlight of the global media, there have been, I think, some people who do better, but not over such a prolonged period. I mean, this guy, he definitely has longevity in terms of uh, attempting to get your goat, or if you're a vegetarian, Attempting to get your tofu. It's 1147. Bob Joseph, WNBF, 921 FM, 1290 AM, and always available on the free WNBF app. Win. WNBF. Bob Joseph live at 11.50 on your Thursday morning. Let's go to Vestal. Good morning. You're on the air. 
Hello. Hi. Welcome. People probably thought I kicked the bucket. No. I haven't called lately. I've been, I shot you out. But well, now I, just coming home, those roads are getting slick already I, off the main road. I just want to let people know that uh, get home. I was down in Vosselite. I better get my ass home because it looks like a sleek. Kind oh, of my thing, gosh. You know? That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, that's it, bad stuff. There. Yeah. So uh, does it seem to be making a difference uh, based on elevation where it's worse at the higher elevation? I don't, I don't know. I just came from Vostel straight down uh, toward Appalachian. Mm. But, yeah, that's what they're saying. You never know. It could be more up, you know, usually in the higher elevations. But, yeah, I heard, uh, you know, Trump, everybody knocks him, but, boy, they love to talk about him. I know. I can't help it. I, I, I know, can't help it. That's me nuts. You don't like him, yeah, you talk about him. But see, here's the thing. I like him. No. If yes. You, him, I, you wouldn't have cut him down for four years. <laughs> what? I was supportive. I was supportive at times. No, I doubt it. I used to listen to it all the time back then. It was like you started the show almost every day. Trump did this. Trump did that. Now Biden, the biggest joke ever, and you always, oh, he's doing great. Yeah. He's, no, he's not. He's no, not doing he's great. Terrible. Look at him. Oh, you know what? I heard today that Dave, Dave, I like Dave. He he brings up some good, but Jennifer Granholm, Dizzy, everybody in that cabinet, I wouldn't hire to walk my dog. They are so stupid. Oh, by the I'm way, is, but, but Bob, by the way, when he described her as Dizzy, I noticed I didn't say I would hire her to be even an assistant on this program. I didn't say anything like that. Well, I, I just, know, but you I, always, you kind of manipulate stuff so it doesn't look, you've got to admit, these people, I'm no genius. I didn't go to college or anything, but I'll tell you what. I would sit down with any of those people across the table and go, what are you thinking? You cannot let people come in this country like they are. We're going to collapse here. Our dollar is going to be worth nothing. People don't seem to understand this, that it's going to be, you know, there's going to be people murdering each other for a bologna sandwich. I mean, it's going to get bad. If these people don't snap out of it, but I think they will. I think I think they're going to snap out of it before it's too late. Oh, they better because we got a great country here. I don't understand these people that want to bring it down. It just does not register with me. I can go where I want, do what I want. I could have been in life anything I want. And these people act like this is the worst place. Well, why don't they get out of here if they don't like it? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's human nature to complain, no matter what happens. I mean, even Elon Musk, with his billions of dollars, doesn't seem happy sometimes. Well, money doesn't buy happiness, they say. It's true. But I, I'll, I I'll say this. This is, and there's no way to prove it. And certainly, we're never going to hear from him to uh, refute what I'm about to say. But I'll say right now, at this precise moment in my life, I bet I'm happier than Elon Musk with the precise moment he is in his life. That's, and again, there's no way to prove it. I just have a sense that I personally have more contentment where I am right now than he does at this precise moment. Now, having said that, of course, he has untold billions of dollars, and I don't, 
But by the same token, I'm comfortable. Comfortable. Well, yeah. And I like what I do. Yeah, hey, I, I got a roof over my head. I got a decent vehicle. I have something to eat. I'm all right. But these people that are victims all the time, that's another thing. I am so sick of hearing people get out, get a job, work. Why are these people all victims? It's sickening. You know, do Well, something. I don't like the culture of victimhood. And, oh, and by God. the way, by the way, our former guy sometimes goes down I, the same. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for pointing this out, but even if you're honest with yourself, you have to admit a lot of times he portrays himself as a victim. And I, well, he when, was. Are you kidding me? If anybody did what they did to him, you know what I would have done. <laughs> I know, but they didn't do it to you because they knew better. But well, but no. but again, it, I think. Running for president. But but here's my take. And okay, you're not going to admit it on the program, or maybe you would never admit it. But the reality is. It's, un, it's an unflattering picture when he portrays himself, when he presents himself as a victim. In my opinion, if, if life hands you lemonade, go ahead and make lemons. Look ahead. Don't keep relitigating something that happened more than two years ago. Yeah, but uh, the way he got treated, I don't. I don't. I don't say it's right the way he got treated. No, no. It isn't, but what he shouldn't. Be, he shouldn't. It? He shouldn't have been treated that way. But still, move on. Yeah, but why do these people get away with that? Because they it's America. People? I didn't say it's right. It's America, and they have a right to How be would wrong. You like it? How would you? Like I wouldn't it like it. I, I heard something about you, and I told everybody, but, Bob Joseph did this, and, and people were relentlessly on you every day. I know. No, I, I, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it is because it's America. Hey, I have to run along. I appreciate bye. your report. Thanks for checking in. Okay, bye. It's 11.57 at WNBF. Bob Joseph, serving all people with fairness and compassion on WNBF, WNBF.com. When I 